Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you've joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Before I get into my message today, I'd like to remind you that uh, we are now, and you obviously would, would know this, we're in a presidential election season and uh, no doubt there's going to be uh, many ministers making uh, prophecies about the outcome of the election and those sorts of things. And uh, I mentioned this last week. I'm mentioning it, mentioning, it, mentioning it here again today. And I'll mention it again uh, at the beginning of each message throughout the rest of this year. But uh, uh, right after the election was settled in uh, uh, 2020 and Joe Biden was, was the winner, uh, the, the Holy Spirit had me preach a message uh, about political prophecies. And, uh, and so that is, uh, attached to this sermon. It's in the, uh, it's in the description of this sermon. So if you, uh, look right there at the description, you'll see a, a link where you can go and listen to the message I preached, uh, several years ago on political prophecies. Uh, because when, when, when these political prophecies start, you know, floating around and they will, you know, here's we move on on here in the year of 2024. It brings so much confusion to the body of Christ. So if you listen to that message that I preached several years ago, I think it will be very. In fact, I know it will be very, very helpful to you. So it's in the description of this message. and It's uh, titled What About Political Prophecies? Now, uh, when you go to it, you'll see a picture of me throughout the whole message because it, it's, it's audio only. So you won't see me here preaching, moving around like I am in this message. That one is uh, political. What about pol political prophecies? It's uh, in audio only. So it'll be a picture of me uh, only, but, uh, uh, but, it's, it, but it's, it's audio. So, but I think it will be, and I know it would be very helpful to you. So with that being said, check that out, but, but don't do that until you listen to this message first, and then you can go and, and listen to that later. Okay. Uh, what I want to talk about today, I feel impressed of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, last week, uh, the Holy Spirit had me preaching about the wonders of heaven, you know, and, and I think I titled it the top 10 reasons I want to go to heaven. But, you know, uh, I, you know, I just don't think that we can preach on heaven without then also preaching on hell. Um, you know, a lot of preachers just want to center in on, on the positives and the and, and, and heaven and those sorts of things. And, and that's good. And I do that. And I spend the bulk of my time on the positive and heaven. I tell you what, <laughs> to, to never preach on hell and to avoid that subject is just, it does people such a disservice. And it's, it's just, uh, it's just so out of line with, with the Bible. And, and I want to ask you a question, a very sobering question. When is the last time, wherever it is you go to church, when's the last time that you can remember that your pastor preached a message on hell or warned people about hell? Now, I do not think that hell is something that ought to be preached on every week and, and all of that, but, uh, you know, like, like a whole sermon on it. And, and I don't think we ought to preach a whole sermon on heaven every week. I mean, there's there's other topics in the Bible we need to teach on, but... But I tell you what, if, if you're attending a church and, and, you know, at the end of every message, I always have given people an opportunity to uh, uh, receive Jesus, to miss hell, to make heaven. If you've watched me any time, any length of time here on the on the, the uh, Internet, you know, the, through these different sites, YouTube, the sermon player or Facebook at the end of just every message, I give people a chance to get saved and miss hell and make heaven. So ask yourself, hey, is your preacher, is your pastor ever, does he ever warn people about hell ever? I mean, I, look, this is a bold statement I'm going to make, but if you're in a church where they're, the preacher, the leadership is never warning anybody about hell, you're in the wrong place, period. I mean, so enough said on that. So with that being, with that being said, let me get into my message. Last week, I taught about heaven. Like I said, this week, we need to, at the direction of the Spirit of God, we need to talk about hell because it is just as real and wonderful as heaven is. Uh, hell is just as real and as wonderful as heaven is. That's how terrible uh, 
Uh, hell is, okay? So heaven wonderful, hell terrible. They're both real places. And I tell you what, uh, one day everybody's going to wind up in one place or the other because you are a spirit being and so am I. And one day we're going to die. And when we die, our spirit's going to leave our body. Our body's going to remain here on the earth. But our spirit will either go to heaven if we know Jesus as our Savior or it will go to hell if we don't. It's that simple. There's no purgatory. There's no limbo. There's, I guess that's what the limbo, is that what they call, the Catholics call it limbo, purgatory. None of that's in the Bible. It's all false doctrine. There's only two places to go. One is heaven, the other is hell. We'll talk about it here as we go today. And uh, so you're going to wind up in one of those two places. So listen, hang on every word here today. And I believe it'll be helpful to you. Uh, John 3, 16, the most famous verse in the Bible says for God, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the word perish there means to be lost eternally, separated from God in hell. That's what that word, you study into, into that word perish, that's what it means. Uh, and anyone who dies without believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, without having a, a, a heartfelt relationship with him, dies in their sins, perishes, and is eternally lost into a place called hell, which we're going to center in on here today. When Jesus talks about everlasting life, he's talking about being saved and living eternally with God in heaven. And then ultimately, as you study the Bible, you see that heaven is moved, that the earth is renovated by fire and it's called the, the, the new earth and heaven moves actually to earth. You could read that in the book of Revelation. I'm not going to get into that today, but the point is, is you're going to spend, you're either going to, uh, you're going to have everlasting life and spend eternity with God, or you're going to perish and spend eternity without God in a place known as hell. It's, it's that simple. And Jesus, you know how I said a moment ago about attending a church that never, ever, ever talks about hell? I tell you what, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the blessed second member of the Trinity, the Son of the living God, when he was here on earth in that three and a half year ministry, that, that, that public ministry that he had, as you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in your Holy Bible, he actually warned more about the horrors of hell than the blessedness of heaven. Now, you need to realize that. Jesus preached on hell. He warned people about hell and he taught, he taught about heaven. He, he taught us a, a lot of things about heaven. Maybe not as much as we would like, but he, he, he revealed a lot of things about heaven, particularly in his, uh, in, in, in his, in his parables, but, uh, uh, and other statements that he made, but he warned again and again and again about the horrors of hell and, and, and don't go there. I mean, he warned more about hell and talked more about hell than he did heaven. You need to understand that about the Lord Jesus and his ministry. Read, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You'll see that. Now you need to know that, uh, hell was, uh, uh, was not prepared for mankind. The Bible says it was prepared for the devil and his angels. But when people live their lives and, uh, and, and they uh, reject and or neglect the Lord Jesus Christ, when they die, there's no other place for them to go but to this place of torment known as hell that was prepared for the devil and his, and his angels. You need to realize that God is not willing that any should perish. Again, that word perish means go to hell. But that all should come to repentance, to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to realize this to everybody that's in hell right now. And actually, there's more people go to hell than go to heaven. Jesus made that clear. He said the way to heaven, put it in my own words, the way to life is, 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 is he said it was narrow. He said narrow is the way. That leads to, to life. Few there be by comparison of those that go to, he said, well, he, let me put it, let me just say this. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that go in there at. He said, narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be by comparison of all those that are going to hell that find it. So we, we understand that 
that there's more people go to hell than go to heaven. Sad to say. There's a scripture, I believe, in the Old Testament that said that hell hath enlarged herself. I mean, it's just enlarging. People go there, uh, multitudes of them, and, and uh, of people die without Jesus Christ and go to hell. And it's so, so, so tragic and, and so sad. But everyone that's there in hell is out of the will of God because God is not willing that any should perish. That's why he sent Jesus to the earth and sent him to the cross to bear our sins for us so that we can repent of those sins, receive Jesus, miss hell, make heaven. Glory to God. But, uh, but you need to realize that God is not willing that any go to hell. Uh, and as you read the scripture, you see God's love for the sinner is clear. The angel said to Joseph, remember Mary and Joseph, you know, the angel said to Joseph in a dream, the virgin will bring forth a son. You'll call his name Jesus and he'll save his people from their sins. The Bible says Jesus, well, actually Jesus said he came to seek and save that which is lost. And uh, uh, he also said God did not send Jesus. Jesus said that God did not send his son, speaking of himself, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So you need to know that about God. He's not willing that any go to hell. He wants everybody to go to heaven. He made it possible so everybody can go to heaven. But to do so, you're going to have to you're going to have to repent of your sins and, and place your faith from your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust in what he did on the cross through his death, burial and resurrection and accept him, receive him as your savior and live for him. Now, uh, also further on this, just to show God's attitude toward the sinner. Uh, remember that woman that was taken in, in adultery in the very act and those religious people brought her down and threw at Jesus' feet and wanted, you know, questioned him about stoning her. And, and without going into that, into that story, Jesus said, he who is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her first. And, and, and none of them did. And, and then Jesus said this, he said, neither do I condemn you. But then he also told her to go and sin no more. So you see, Jesus has compassion for sinners. He came to seek and to save that which is lost, as we've already said. He would actually go and he would eat with sinners and he'd reach out to them, you know, and and people would get mad, particularly religious people get mad at him for doing that. But, uh, you know, when Jesus would go and, and reach out to sinners, but that's why he came. He loves sinners. He, he, he wants to cleanse them and make them whole and, and, and turn them from sinners into saints. Absolutely. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, that fast you become a saint of God. You don't have to be dead 300 years or 500 years or 200 years or whatever and have performed, you know, a certain number of miracles to be considered a saint. Absolutely not. The Bible's clear. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, you become a saint. And that's why Jesus came. He, he came to change sinners into saints through faith in Him and in His blood and what He did on the cross and so forth. So that's why he came. And I'm just sharing this to let you know that God has gone out of his way to keep people out of hell. And the apostle Paul said, he said, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom he declared himself to be the chief sinner. Uh, you see, and, and Paul was a terrible persecutor of the church. But of course, Jesus reached out to him, knocked him to the ground. You know, you could read that on the road to Damascus there in, in the book of Acts. And, and his name was Saul of Tarsus and he got saved. He's a chief of sinners according to his own own testimony. And he, Jesus saved him and turned him into the apostle Paul and used him to write the bulk of the New Testament. Glory to God, can you say amen? So just shared that with you. To, you know, we talk about hell and a lot of times people think that, you know, God is just a mean ogre and wanting to send people to hell. No, God's gone out of his way to keep everybody out of hell and everybody that's in hell is out of the will of God. Absolutely. It's so sad when people die and go there. But anyway, Paul said, and I just quoted it. I didn't give the scripture and verse. You can go look it up and find where he said that. But he said he came, that Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom he said he was chief. Talking, Paul talking about himself, um, when he was Saul of Tarsus, but to save sinners. And of course, to save from what? Well, we've already mentioned it, but I'll say it again, to save us from hell. Now let's get in and talk a little bit more about hell, what it is God has saved us from, a place that we don't want to go to. There are two Greek words in our English New Testament. 
both translated hell, and that's what I want to get into here today. One is translated Hades into the into the English New Testament, Hades, and uh, it, it's more like a a local jail, as we'll see. It's a local. It's a local. It's a local jail. It's a local place of torment, like the local jail. Um, and when people die, like if somebody were to die right now without Jesus, their spirit would leave their body. Their body would stay here on the earth and, and, and be uh, 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 buried or cremated. Uh, one, one guy asked this certain preacher, he said, uh, what do you think about uh, cremation? And I could preach a whole sermon on that. I'm not going to get into that now. But he asked his preacher. I was there when he asked his preacher. He said, he said, Pat, it was a pastor. This guy comes into this guy's pastor's office. He says, pastor, what do you think about cremation? And this pastor said, he said, brother, he said, when I die, he said, I don't want anything to be on fire. <laughs> and I can say amen to that. I mean, we don't want our, <laughs> I could just say amen to that. We don't want it. no fire going on when we die. As you'll see as we go, I joke about it, but it's no joking matter. Uh, I tell you, you don't want to go to hell. But but if someone were to die right now, their spirit would leave their body. Their body would stay here on the earth and be buried or whatever. And their spirit would go, if they know Jesus, go to heaven. But if they don't know Jesus, I didn't say know about Jesus. Knowing about him won't, won't do you any good. You got to know him in your heart. But if, if you know him, you go to heaven. But if you don't know him, you go to this place called Hades. Hades. And it's like a local, a, a local penitentiary. And then as we'll see as we go here in this lesson today, there's another place that is known. It, the Greek word is Gehenna, but, but, but the English translates it uh, the lake of fire. Um, and, and it, it, it's, it's as bad as Hades and, and, and even worse, uh, certainly as bad and perhaps even worse, but it's, it's known as the lake of fire, Gehenna. The Bible also calls it the second death. And, and you don't want, you don't want, you don't want to go to, to Hades because if you go to Hades, you're going to ultimately wind up in Gehenna. Absolutely. There's no other way around it, period. Okay. So if a person were to die right this moment, and they didn't know Jesus as their savior, their spirit leaves their body and goes into this place called Hades, which is like a, it's a place of terrible torment, as we'll see. And they would remain there until a future time when they'll, we'll see as from the Bible here in a moment, they'll stand before the great white throne judgment of God. And, and then they'll be sentenced to even, to an even worse place known as Greek word is Gehenna or the lake of fire. My, 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 don't want to go. You don't want to go to hell. Oh, my, my. One preacher preached a message one time and he said, hell is no joke. And it is no joke. It's a terrible, terrible place. And you don't want to go there. You see, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it's appointed unto mankind once to die. And after that, the judgment. And, and I believe when Christians die, they, they're, they're, you know, for real Christians, they really believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Their spirit leaves their body. Their, 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 their spirit goes to heaven. Bodies buried or whatever. Spirit goes to heaven. And there's what's known as the judgment seat of Christ. And I talked about that briefly last week in the sermon last week. And they'll be judged for the things done in their body, whether good or bad. Some will receive reward for the good things they did in their body. And, and, and obtain a reward, a, a crown of reward. Others who did bad things in their body will be, that fire will burn all their works. They're, they'll suffer loss, but they themselves will be saved. But that's the judgment seat of Christ. Now, remember, our good works don't get us into heaven. Only our faith in Christ gets us into heaven. But once we're, once heaven is a surety, then we're rewarded for the things done in our body, whether good or bad, receive a reward or, or lose reward, suffer loss. But in either event, we get into heaven. And, but there's a judgment there before entrance into heaven. And the Bible's clear on that. Also, for those who die lost without Jesus, when they die, their spirit leaves their body. They go down in, into, into the pit of hell. And that's a judgment in and of itself. And there's torment, torment, torment there until the great white throne judgment happens at a future time we'll read about it in a moment and then and then they're cast into a, what i believe is as bad or worse place known as gehenna or the lake of fire my 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 now let's talk about the the place where people go now if they die and where they have gone for since the time of adam and eve all the way down 
to the present hour. And when I say Adam and Eve, I, I personally think Adam and Eve probably got in, probably, probably missed hell because right after they sinned, God came into the Garden of Eden there, you know, in, in, into that area. And, and you see that, see, they were, they, they made those, 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 uh, fig leaves or whatever. They tried to cover themselves and God covered them and it, it with, uh, animal skins and God had to kill animals to get those skins and there had to be a shedding of blood. So, Without getting into that, God, I, I think, I think he, he established a covenant with, with Adam and Eve. And I believe that, that I, I personally think that they, they, they probably repented of what they had done and, 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 and missed hell. Now other preachers would argue with me on that, but there's two views on that. I, th- I think they, they probably got in because you can see God co- coming in and covering, covering their wrongdoing. You know, with those animal skins and, and the shedding of blood, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins and so forth. And, and you can see that the blood of animals was used throughout the Old Testament to cover people's sins until God could get Jesus into the earth to shed his blood. The Lamb of God shed his blood to not only cover sin, <laughs> blood of Jesus doesn't just cover sin, it, it eradicates, it removes it as far as the East is from the West. Glory to God. But not, not, with that being said, Everyone who's died from the time of Adam and Eve on down to the present, even as we speak, if they die without Jesus, they go to this place known as Hades or like a local holding area. It's a, it's a terrible place. It's in the inner, it's in the inner part of the earth over in the spirit realm. Remember I talked about heaven last week. It's in the far sides of the north, but it's over in the spirit realm. Talked about that last week. If you missed it, go back and listen to last week's message. Very interesting. Well, hell is, uh, it's in the inner workings of the earth, but it's over in the spirit realm. So if you were to dig down physically, if you could dig down into the middle of the earth, yeah, it's hot in there from what I've learned in science, but, but, but over in the spirit realm, remember there's a fine line between the natural and the spirit realm, but, but you have to move over in the spirit realm and we're in the spirit realm in the inner workings of the earth there's a place known as hell it's terrible let's read about it here look at Luke the 16th chapter and the 19th verse notice here Jesus is speaking and he said there was a certain rich man Luke 16 19 who was clothed in purple and fine linen fared sumptuously every day there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Now, this is where people went in the Old Testament. When I say people in the Old Testament, I mean believers in the Old Testament. Those who were looking forward to the coming Messiah, uh, uh, looking forward to Jesus, looking forward to the cross. This is a place they went when they died. They, 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 they couldn't go to heaven where God is because Jesus hadn't shed his blood yet. You, you understand that? So in the Old Testament, the, the Old Testament saints, what does that mean? Those that, that believed on the coming Messiah in the Old Testament, they'd go, they'd go, go down when they died, but it was into a, it was known as, into a place known as paradise, a place of comfort. It's Old, Old Testament. Uh, now when Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead, the Bible says, and without getting into all of it, he translated that place. He moved it. Paradise isn't in the inner workings of the earth anymore. He moved that up, up to heaven. Glory to God. And you can see that in the New Testament letters that the Apostle Paul wrote. I think it's in the book of Ephesians. You can see that most clearly. So when, when people die now, I'm talking people, saved people, born again people, saved people. They don't go down. They go, they go up. Thank God. But in the Old Covenant... Uh, see, see now the, the, the believer, when they die, they go up. The sinner, the one without Jesus goes down. In the Old Testament, they all, everybody went down. But if you, if you're a believer on the coming Messiah, you, on, on the, on the Lord Jesus to come, back there he hadn't come yet, but if you were looking forward to the cross, you'd go into this place called paradise, place of comfort. That's where this beggar went. And then there was a great gulf fix, as we'll see on the other side, there was a place of torment known as hell. Well, that place is still there. And that's where people go if somebody died right now without Jesus. That's where they'd go. And notice, the beggar died, was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. See, when I believe when Christians die, the angels are there to take them to heaven. Glory to God. But the rich man also died. Notice he was buried, his body's on the earth. But notice, and being in torments in 
hell or in Hades. Greek word is Hades. New Testament will translate Hades or hell, but he's in hell. And that's that local penitentiary, if you will. And it's a place, it says being in torments in Hades. So his body's on the earth. His body's being embalmed and buried or whatever. He's a rich man, so being embalmed or mummified or whatever up on the earth. But his spirit is, is alive and, 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 and in this place of torment called Hades or hell. Notice he lifts up his eyes. He, see, this is his spirit body, his spirit being. And, and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So, now, you see, he was a contemporary. This rich man was a contemporary on earth. With uh, 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 with Lazarus, he knew him, but he, uh, as far as I can see, he wasn't a contemporary with Abraham. More than likely, he did. Abraham probably lived in a, in an age before this rich man probably was ever. Probably, I'm just speculating, was ever born. And so it, people ask me, are we going to know people from other, uh, you know, in heaven? Are we going to know people that lived in different? ages you know like from the past and like from a thousand years before we died i think so i think this is good precedent for it here but anyway nonetheless he's in hell this this rich man's in hell he sees abraham afar off lazarus in his bosom he cries and says father abraham have mercy on me see the time to receive mercies before you die not after you can't receive it after you die but 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 you can until you breathe your last breath Absolutely. He said, have mercy on me, send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. See, he's in his spirit. You see, his spirit body, just as real as his physical body. See, we are a spirit being. I believe our spirits fit inside our natural bodies, just like you'd fit your hand inside a glove. We have spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, spiritual nose, spiritual tongue. You know, and so spiritual hands and feet and so forth. There's just such a fine line between the spirit realm and the natural realm. I I believe if I could step outside of my body here, if I could, if I I did, my body would fall down dead. But if I could, and you look at my spirit, look at my body, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Uh, You you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I hope you're getting what I hope in my spirit body. I hope it have my have a nice head of hair like I had when I was in high school. But but you get what I'm saying. You, you know, this rich man, he's got a he's got a tongue. He can see. He can speak. He, but he's he's not in his physical body anymore. He's 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 out of his physical body. His physical body's dead up on the earth. His spirit's now in in this place of hell. And notice this, he says, now here's what I want to center in on, that he may send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. There's fire in hell. There's torment in hell. And Abraham said, remember, son, remember in your lifetime, you received good things and Lazarus evil. Now he's comforted. You're tormented. Besides all this between us and you, there's that great gulf fixed so that those who'd pass from from here to you cannot or vice versa. He said that then this rich man who's in torments, he said to Abraham, I beg you therefore, father, that you would send him to my father's house for I have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment. Notice this man, he's in hell now. Now he wants to be a soul winner. Too late now. He should have been doing that when he was on earth, but too late now. It's interesting. Those Hell is so bad that the people that go there don't want anybody else to come. He didn't want his brothers to come to that place of torment. Abraham said, now notice this. He said to this, this man in torment, he said, he said, your brothers have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Well, who did Moses and the prophets teach about? They taught about Jesus. And you see, uh, this rich man, he's in hell because he didn't listen to Moses and the prophets. It's not because he was rich. It's because he didn't listen to Moses and the prophets. I believe his money distracted him and was more important to him than God and distracted him from listening to Moses and the prophets who preached Jesus. And because he didn't listen to Moses and the prophets, he died in his sins and he went to hell, this rich man did. It wasn't because of his money. The money may have indirectly caused it. It distracted him. I'm confident of that from listening to Moses and the prophets. But he didn't listen to Moses and the prophets who preached about the coming Messiah, Jesus, and thus this rich man's in hell. And, 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 and Abraham says that his brothers have Moses and the prophets to listen to. And then the rich man says, who's in torments, no father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they'll repent. 
And then Abraham says, and it is so true. He says, if they won't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rise from the dead. And that is so true. So many people, they want a, some sort of a, an outstanding you know, sign or wonder or whatever. And I've learned from my many years of preaching and teaching and being around all kinds of people that, that, that you know, those people that, that want these signs and wonders, even if you did give them a sign and a wonder, the bulk of them wouldn't, wouldn't change them anyway. They just want another one or they'd say it was just a coincidence. So one lady came up to me one time at the door and she said, I'm not a believer in Jesus. She said, pastor, snap your fingers. And if lightning hits in the parking lot, then I'll repent and believe. And I said, no, you won't. And she looked at me like that. And I just came out of my spirit. I said, no, you won't. She said, what do you, what do you mean? I said, I said, if, if I did that and that happened, I said, you'd explain it away just like you've explained everything else away. I said, if you won't listen to the Bible, you're not going to be moved, even though some outstanding miracle happened. And she shook her head and off she went. My, my, my. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? But see, this place here, this place that, that this rich man went to, it's, 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 it's like the local penitentiary. It's where, it's where, uh, it's like the local jail, rather. It's like, it, 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 but you see, the, this place of hell is local. It's like, it's like the local jail. But then there's another place we're going to talk about here right, right next. That's, that's a fed, like the federal penitentiary where people were, 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 which will be, which will be eternal. So uh, th- this place of hell, when people die, if somebody died right now, they'd go to this place and they'd stay there and suffer until this next event occurs, which we're going to read about right here. But I just want to say that something else I want to tell you before I move on. Notice in verse 30, Abraham, he was one of the richest men that ever lived. Absolutely he was. Not the richest, but one of the richest. I'm convinced of it. Read the Bible, you'll see that. He was very rich in material wealth. And he didn't go to hell. He, he's in paradise, a place of comfort. In, 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 in Abraham, in, it was named after him, Abraham's bosom, place of comfort. Why? Because he believed God, the Bible said, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Glory to God. See, that rich man didn't believe God. And so that's why he's in hell. But it's a terrible, 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 terrible place. And that's what I want you to walk away with today. Many lessons we can learn from, from what I just said uh, and what we just talked about. But it's a place of torment. Don't go there, whatever you do. Dumbest thing anybody ever did. Stupidest thing anybody ever did is go to hell. Because you don't have to. You can change your eternal destiny that fast by receiving Jesus. But you see, everybody that has died from Adam and Eve all the way down to the present hour, they've died without Christ. They've gone to this place. Old Testament and new. And they're still there suffering even as I speak right now here in January of 2024. But there's going to come a time on out, way on down the road at the end of the millennium. Look at Revelation 20 verse 11. Revelation 20, verse 11, he said, John, see on out into the future. Then in this place, this place of torment, this Hades has been up and running for, for a long, for millennia. And it'll keep running and keep being there in the inner workings of the earth. And people will keep t- going there by the multitudes daily and will keep, they'll have to, but they go there because they don't receive Jesus. And this will go and run all the way. And be up and running this place called Hades until what we're about to read about now. Look at this. Revelation 20 verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose, the, whose face the earth and heaven fled away. Revelation 20 verse 11. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God. And books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were written in it. Death and Hades. There it is. And Hades. You see... These people that we're reading about now rejected or neglected to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't want to receive the work that Jesus did for them on the cross and, and what he did through his death on the cross and his, his burial and resurrection. Uh, so since they, they're not, so they're, since they're not standing uh, 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 and believing on Jesus work, now they've got to stand before God based on their own works as it pertains to sin. And believe me, you don't ever want to stand before God as it pertains to sin on your own behalf uh, because it'll put you in hell every single time. Oh, my, 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 my. And notice, it's the small and great standing before God. Books were open. Another book was open. The book of life. The dead were judged according to their works. See, as it pertains to heaven and hell, they rejected, neglected to receive Jesus. Now they're standing before God based on their own works. By the things which were written in the books, verse 13, sea gave up the dead that was in it, death and hell. Here it is, Hades. Hades gave up the dead who were in it 
and they were judged, each one according to his works, to his works, not the work of Christ, but because they rejected or neglected to receive Jesus, and now they're being judged for their own works, then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. See, that's when this local, what I call a local local jail, Hades, as terrible as it is, gets gets cast See, the only reprieve these people that are in hell and they've been there for, you know, for, for, you know, long time. It's been up and running for a millennia. Place of torment. They get a brief reprieve where they stand before God at this great white throne, but then they're cast because they didn't receive Jesus. They neglected him. They, to neglect to receive Christ, to reject Christ, to neglect to receive him, same as rejecting him, but they're cast into this lake of fire. And it's eternal. It's eternal. It's eternal. And in they go. And uh, it's known as the, it's the lake of fire known as the second death. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast there. My, 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 my. And it's eternal. It's eternal. Don't ever let anybody, don't ever let any preacher, don't ever let anybody lie to you and tell you it's temporary. It is eternal. Forever. Ever without end of torment. Torment, torment. Fire and torment. Forever and ever and ever and ever. So just to be clear, somebody dies right now without Jesus. Spirit leaves their body. They go into the Hades and they're tormented there. And they're tormented there until this great white throne judgment. They come up out of their brief moment of reprieve stand before God and judged and then on into the lake of fire for eternity and eternity and eternity. And it's the dumbest thing anybody ever did because they can get out of it that fast by receiving Jesus Christ and trusting in him. And, and I tell you what, let me just share a few other things with you about this in the Bible, some things about this place known as Gehenna, the second death, this lake of fire. All who reject Christ are there. That rich man that we talked about in Luke 16, he was in Hades for a long time, but eventually he'll wind up in, in, in Gehenna, the lake of fire. Matthew 5, 21, Jesus said, You've heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever's angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment. Whoever says to his brother Raka will be in danger of the council, but whoever says you fool will be in danger of hell fire. And that word in the Greek is Gehenna. What does it mean? What was he talking about there? What he means there is, is if you call somebody and you, you mean it from your heart, you call them a graceless wretch and you declare somebody as being so bad that they're beyond the touch of God's grace, Jesus just said, you're in danger of going to Gehenna one day. Look at Matthew 5, 27. You, Jesus said, you've heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Those are some sobering words right there. Those are some things to think about. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you, for it's more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. That's talking about Gehenna. And you know what? He's right. It's the Lord. He is right. But you, you need to think about that. If your right, if your, if your right eye causes you to sin or your eyes cause you to sin, he's talking about adultery here, looking on a woman to lust or a, a, a woman looking on a man to lust. If you look to lust, if you look to lust, my, my, my. So I didn't actually go to bed with her. But if you look to lust, he said, you've already committed the sin. It, 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 I didn't say it. Jesus said, he said, if, you're, if your eyes offend you, pluck them out. Hey, cast them from you. It's more profitable for you that one of your members perished than your whole body can't be cast into this lake of fire. Think about that. You think about that. Now, people have asked me, so should I literally pluck my eye out and cast it from me? Well, what, what I think Jesus is really making reference to is, is what he's saying is cut that sin off. Stop looking on women to lust or stop sinning with your eyes. That's cut, cut that sin off. Okay. That's what I would tell people. But, 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 but hell is so bad. It's so terrible that the, 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 the Hades and then, and then Gehenna, the lake of fire that, that, that anybody that would get a glimpse of those places would say, yeah, I'll, I'll exchange my eye. I'll give up my eye. <laughs> and I, I'd rather go into, into heaven with, with, with one eye than have both my eyes and go into that place of torment. Absolutely. Literally. 
Absolutely. But, but what I would say is, look, I'm not contradicting Jesus. I'm just saying, if you're sinning with your eyes, you know, just cut that sin off. Don't look at the women anymore. Don't look at the men or whatever it is. Just cut it off. But, but literally, believe the Lord. He said it. And if you could see how bad hell is, you'd be better off to be without one eye and, and, and go into heaven with one eye than to go into hell with two. Absolutely. And if your right hand causes you to sin, the same thing. Cut it off, cast it from you. It's more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hell. Absolutely. So if you're sinning with your hands, just stop sinning with your hands. Cut that sin off. Stop it. But literally, it's true. He said it. You'd be better off to, to take a meat cleaver, cut your hand off. If your hand's causing you to sin, you'd be better off to cut that hand off and go into, go into heaven with one hand than to be cast into this place of torment with two hands. Absolutely the truth. Mark 9, look at that, 43. If you're, if you're, let's look at Mark's account. Let's, let's see what he has to say here. It, Jesus said, if your Mark's account of what Jesus said, Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, Mark 9, 43, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life maimed rather than to have two hands. Uh, let me start over. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell or to Gehenna. That's Greek, it's Gehenna. Into the fire that shall never be quenched. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Think about that. Somebody asked me, are there worms in hell? Well, you can study into this and, and, and literally... Some Bible scholars, excellent scholars, say that, that this is making reference to... I go back to the book of Isaiah and study the Valley of Hinnom and all that. I'm not going to get into that. But, but, but some Bible scholars say that literally that, that, that people in, in hell in the lake of fire will have like spiritual maggots eating at their, their spirits for eternity. Think about that. Worms. They're a worm. Oh, my God. Think about that worm. You could even argue snake. Oh, my gosh. Think about that. Now, other Bible scholars say that this worm is making reference to your soul and your soul will be tormented day and night. Uh, you could argue it either way. Either way. Either way. I don't want to go there. Okay, I don't want to find out. I, I, I don't need to know what the actual Greek is meaning here. I don't need. I just don't go there. I, I don't want to find out. If their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, that fire is is eternal. You know, there's a, a false doctrine called I think it's called annihilation or something like that, and it teaches that one day that that hell and everything that's going to like burn itself out, and the, and and then and then and then those who went to hell will not exist anymore. That's a lie of the devil. There will be eternal torment and suffering for all who reject Jesus Christ and it will never end. Notice in verse 45, he says the same thing about your foot. If it causes you to sin, uh, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell where the fire will never be quenched. Matthew's account says it's everlasting fire uh, uh, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Oh my gosh. Think about that, where their worm, again, the worm. And then he talks again about, in verse 47, about if your eye causes you to sin, so on and so forth. He said, pluck it out. It's better for you to enter into the kingdom, kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. My, 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 don't go to hell. Don't do it. Look at Matthew 13. Look at what Jesus said about Gehenna, this lake of fire here in the explanation of the parable of the tares, Matthew 13, verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying, declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. Explain it to us. He answered and said to them, he that soweth the good seeds, the son of man, the fields, the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered, and burned in the fire. See, the children of the wicked one are burned in the fire. So shall it be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send forth his angels. They'll gather out of the kingdom all things that offend uh, and them which do iniquity or do sin or practice sin and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Wailing. Think about wailing. Wailing, if you could hear it, 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 it'd make the hair stand up on the back of your neck and gnashing of teeth. My, my, my. He's talking about this furnace of fire where the children of the wicked one, the children of the devil will go. How, how does a person become a child of the devil? Just be born into the earth 
and then, and then you're protected by God's grace. A child is protected. Babies are protected by God's grace. I'm convinced of it till they reach the age of accountability where they can understand the word of God. And once they understand the word of God, then, then, they, then they must receive Jesus Christ. Just like you and I, hopefully you've received him like I've received him. We have to receive Jesus and, and, and receive God's grace through Christ Jesus. Or this is where we're going to wind up. And he calls it a furnace of fire and their wailing and gnashing of teeth. Look at uh, look, look here at Matthew 13. Look at verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind of fish, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but the bad fish was cast away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. Who are the wicked? Study the Bible out. I preached a message on this one time. Who are the wicked? Those who do not receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. Absolutely. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire. They'll be wailing or weeping, weeping, wailing and gnashing of teeth. Think about that. Gnashing of teeth, grinding of teeth. Think about that. And then others, as I study the Bible, who are cast into this outer darkness, this place of fire, it's fire, fire and fire. How can it be fire and darkness at the same time? It is. I don't, want, I don't want to find out. Don't need to find that out. But, but it's a, it's terrible. Darkness, darkness. I'm convinced darkness like you've never experienced and weeping and gnashing of teeth. But in Matthew 8, you see that other people who go to this place are the Jews who do not receive Jesus Christ. You're not protected and safe just because you're a natural born Jew. You've got to receive Jesus. The Bible's clear on that. And in Matthew 25, Jesus talked about that unprofitable servant with that one talent who did nothing with the talent. <laughs> that, that's sobering to think about. He, he said that that's where that man was cast. And then in Matthew 22, and when he gave that parable of that, that great wedding feast, there was one in there in the feast who did not have on a wedding garment and he got cast into this lake of fire, this outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Think about that. Wow, he didn't have a garment on. I can preach on that for a while. You see, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, we get that garment of salvation. Glory to God. That white garment. We've got to have that white garment on to get into heaven. Glory to God. But we get it. Spiritually speaking, we get it when we receive Jesus. And when we receive Jesus, Jesus said, All who come to me, I will in no wise cast out. We never have to worry <coughs> about getting cast out of, of heaven. Because we've got that white gown of salvation on. Glory to God. I talked about that last week. If you missed that, you ought to go back and listen to it. But who else goes to Hades and then into Gehenna? Who else? As you study the Bible, as you, as you pour over the scripture, the holy writ of the Bible, who do you find goes to this place of Hades and then ultimately into Gehenna after the great white throne judgment? Well, Paul, the apostle, writing by the Holy Ghost under the great power of the Spirit of God as his pen wrote and he wrote and, 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 and he dictated and wrote down who else would go into the place of torment. The Holy Ghost through the Apostle Paul and other New Testament writers and, and the Bible and the prophets and so forth have made it clear who all goes to the place of Hades and then into Gehenna. Those who practice the following, those who are fearful, those who are cowardly, those who turn back from believing and following Jesus Christ, those who do not receive Christ, those who, who are unrighteous, those who are wicked, those who are vile, those who are murderers. And remember, Jesus said, if you hate your brother, well, Jesus said it through the Apostle John. If you hate your brother, you're the same as a murderer. Those who are vile, as I've said, unpleasant, foul, offensive, obnoxious, repulsive. Practice these things. Practice these things. The sexually immoral. Paul said, don't be deceived. The sexually immoral, the adulterers. Remember, Jesus said, if you look on a, a woman or a woman, look on a man. In the day in which we live with homosexuality, you look on a man. I mean, and, 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 and it's, it's sin. Just, well, I didn't touch him. I didn't get into bed with him or with her or whatever. Just to 
have the, have the, have the, just to look into lust, it's adultery in the heart. The, those who practice these things, practice is the key word, not just blunder, you made a mistake. You can repent and receive, and, and you can repent and receive forgiveness. Ask Jesus to forgive you. First John 1 9, you know. If you're a Christian and you, now if you're not a Christian, then you need to get saved. But if you're a Christian, you bungle and make a mistake, you can repent. And in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all, unri- all unrighteousness. But this is talking about practicing, practicing the, practicing these things. And if you're, pra- if you, if you, if you think you're a Christian and you can practice sin and it don't bother you, now I'll tell you this. The longer you practice sin, the less it's going to bother you. And that ought to bother you. Judge yourself. We judge ourselves. The Bible said you not be judged. But if you can practice sin and it doesn't grieve you somehow or another in your spirit, I mean grieve you, you got to check up, see if you even got saved to start with. But people who, who are cowardly and unbelieving and they turn back from believing on Christ and they're, they're, they're unrighteous, they're wicked, they're vile, they're unpleasant, they're foul, they're, they're, they're obnoxious, repulsive, they, they, they're mur- they murder, shed innocent blood, they, they, they hate their brother. They're sexually immoral, they're adulterers, they're fornicators, they're living together and not being married. They're homosexual, gay, lesbian, bisexual, those who watch pornography, those who practice these things. Comb your Bible, study it, you'll see. They go to Hades and then to Gehenna. Now I know I'd get thrown out of a lot of churches and probably a lot of the mega churches in St. Louis. Not Maybe not all of them, but probably a lot of them. They wouldn't let me anywhere near their pulpit with this message. Isn't that sad? Or anywhere, not just in St. Louis, but anywhere in the United States probably. There's probably some that let me in there and preach this, but probably not a lot of them. Who else goes to Gehenna and Hades and Gehenna? Those involved with magic and, and witchcraft and idolaters, those who put other things up ahead of God, liars, thieves, swindlers, greedy, people are great, hatred, slanders, those who sow so discord among brethren, slanders, discord. Those who sort discord among brethren, as I brethren, as I said, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, envy, drunkenness, drug abusers. Those who participate in orgies with a wild party spirit. You can study the Bible and see there's nothing good that waits awaits these people that practice these things. Pastor, are you trying to scare me? I'm. If it's scaring you, I'm not trying to do it. I'm just trying to teach, to show you the Word of God. The Bible says that. Putting in my own words that we ought to hold the goodness of God up in front of people and we ought to hold, hold, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance and that's what I do and, and, and we hold that up in front of people but the Bible also says that, that, that there's some that won't respond to any of that so you hold hell up in front of them. And that's what I'm doing today. Maybe you're out there and God's been trying to get through to you with every which way he knows how and you hadn't been listening. Maybe you need somebody like me to hold hell up in front of you. You don't want to go to hell. It's a terrible place. I told you last week the number one reason I want to go to heaven is because I doesn't want to go to hell. But I like what 1 Corinthians 6.11 says. The Apostle Paul writing and he talks about people who had committed these sins and practicing these sins that I just read. And then he says, and such were. I like that, underline that word were in 1 Corinthians 6.11. Were some of you, but you're washed. You're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He's talking about people who once committed these things, but then they repented and they received Jesus and they were washed in the blood of Jesus and all those sins were washed away, never to be remembered again. And they became new people in Christ, new creations in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And they changed their eternal destiny from hell to heaven. Glory to God. But if you've been practicing any of these things, you need to be sober and think. Be sober and think about it. I feel impressed to say this, so I'm going to say it. Well, well, I believe on the Lord Jesus, Pastor. But I'm still practicing many of those things that you mentioned in that list. I know it kind of leads us into a theological uh, conundrum here, but I tell you what. Yeah, but I'm believing on Jesus. But I'm practicing idolatry. I'm living in homosexuality. I'm doing this, that, or the other. But I'm believing on Jesus. There, there, there's, there's, there's something. Two and two is not getting us to four there. You better read your Bible and be warned by, you know, if you're practicing these, these sins, 
you need to repent and be sure that you're really believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely the truth. I know I talked to a homosexual guy one day and he was actually a, a, a member of a homosexual church. And I talked to him and he, 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 he said that he believed on Jesus and he was just fine. Going to heaven is what he said. He was going to heaven. I, and I pointed this out to him from the Bible. And he said, no, no, no. And he explained it all the way. See, he's deceived. You know, you can't, you know, well, I'm a believer on the Lord Jesus and I'm, I'm a homosexual. The, those two, don't, that don't go together. But let's don't just pick on homosexuals. I read your whole list of things. If you're practicing these things, get out of them. Repent. Cut them off. And live right before God. Now, the living right won't save you, but I tell you what, I'm just getting you to think there's, dangerous, there's a dangerous place to die. You don't want to die practicing these things. You know, well, I believe on Jesus. Well, that'll save you. I know that, but it, it, it just is, you don't want to, you know, God, God, you know, if we're saved, we ought to have a sense that we shouldn't want to do these things. Now, I'm not talking anybody could blunder and mess up any one of these things. It's not going to send you to hell if you repent and ask Jesus to forgive. I'm talking about pe- people that say, I believe on Jesus, and they practice these things. That's where you got yourself a problem. And if you're doing any of that, let the Holy Ghost move on, your, on you here right now and, and cut these things out of your life. Can you say amen? You know, I'll close with this. Hell is a place of unusually horrible punishment. But it's also a place that is unusually barricaded, barricaded by God. And for you to get into hell, you're going to have to either reject or neglect to hear the soul-winning Christian, your friends who have told you about Jesus, You're going to have to neglect or reject that preacher like myself who's warning you to repent and receive Jesus. See, hell's, see, I'm a barricade of hell right here. God's got me here on Facebook, YouTube, sermon player, and who knows where else as a barricade to hell. I'm a barricade to hell. I'm trying to keep you out of there. He's got me standing here preaching on this to keep your hot little hide out of hell. I'm a barricade to hell. What an honor that is. But to get into hell, you're going to have to re- neglect or listen to or reject the preaching of your soul-winning Christian friends. The preacher, you're going to have to neglect his preaching. You're going to have to neglect the Bible and push it out of the way. You're going to have to neglect or, or reject and the Holy Spirit and move him out of the way. And then lastly, you're going to have to re- neglect or reject the, the, the blood-stained cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the barricade that God has built a, 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 up, 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 up before the gates of hell. And you're going to have to pull that cross out of the way. To get into hell. But I tell you what, there's multitudes of people, as Jesus said, broad is the way. They'll not listen to the soul, their soul winning Christian friends. They won't listen to the preacher. They won't listen to the Bible. They won't listen to the Holy Spirit. And they, they, they throw the cross out of the way, the bloodstained cross of Jesus, and into hell they go when they die. My, my, my. I remember years ago when I was a junior in high school, I, I've only had two dreams that, that God's given me. One, I told you about a little bit about it last week. Now, I've dreamed a lot of crazy stuff over the years that don't mean diddly squat crazy dreams just like you have. I had two dreams, really, uh, uh, one about heaven, one about hell that God gave me over the years. One, I mentioned it last week. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. I just, just, just briefly, I, 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 I talked a little bit about, uh, about six months, I guess, after my mother died. I had a dream and, 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 I, and I was uh, in the night and I, my spirit went up in, into, heaven, into heaven and I got to see a worship service in heaven. Oh, my, 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 my. And I talked a little bit about that last week. But back when I was a junior in high school, one night in a dream, I got to see the fires of hell. And I stood there and as I stood and I saw the fires of hell, I, I, I just saw that out of the periphery. I, it's so horrible you don't even want to look at it. Fires of hell, but I knew what it was, and I, I just saw it in the periphery. A furnace of fire. And I saw people walking past me. And they were, there were multitudes of them passing me, going into that place. And as, as they went by, I noticed some of my classmates, a few of my classmates that I was in high school with. And as they went by and they walked right past me. And I don't know, I'll never forget it. They, they looked at me. 
as they passed me and they cried out at me and it was almost like in a fit of rage and a fit of fear and panic and crazed terror and anger and it was it was angry at me and they and, and I didn't even know the gnashing of the teeth was in the Bible at that time. And they gnashed their teeth at me and they 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 almost like like they gnashed their teeth at me and here's what they said. They said, Why 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 didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you wake me up in the midnight hour? Why didn't you inconvenience me and wake me up in the midnight hour and tell me about Jesus? Why didn't you warn me about this place of hell and tell Tell me about Jesus. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And on they went and were ushered into the place of, of doom. And I tell you what, when I came up out of that dream, I came up out of that dream a soul winner. And I've won souls and told people about Jesus from that day to this. I picked it up at school. I began telling people about Jesus. I didn't tell them about that dream, but I told them about Jesus. And I tell you what, I, my mother only got called to school one time where I got in trouble. And it was because the one, the one, the one teacher called her in and complained to her and told me, told her to tell me to stop preaching the gospel. I got, so I guess if that's what the, all the trouble I'm going to get into, I did, it wasn't for drugs or drinking or, or causing trouble in class or spit, throwing spitball. It was for preaching Jesus. So I, I took that as a badge of honor. Glory to God. But I preached Jesus from that day to this. But they were saying, why didn't you tell me? And so in the process of time, some years back, I preached a message, simple gospel message about how to get saved. And there was a lady in our church at that time, a classmate of mine in high school. And we sent we sent the gospel. I preached a message and we sent that tape out to all of my high school uh, uh, graduates who graduated with me that we that we could uh, uh, that we could reach. Glory to God. Why didn't you tell me? That's why at the end of every message, I tell people about Jesus and tell them how to get saved. Glory to God. And some time ago, oh, about a year and a half ago, there was a high school friend of mine. He, he I got this text. No, it wasn't a text. It was a Facebook message. Hadn't heard from him in years. Wouldn't ever thought about him again, except I get this text, text, this uh, Facebook message from him. And, uh, he was touching base with me. I'd, I remember who he is, but I would have never thought about him anymore. <laughs> and along and we talked and shared many things, but he, he had gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And he told me, he said that the preaching that I did in high school was instrumental in, 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 in propelling him to receiving Jesus Christ. Now, isn't that a blessing? Isn't that wonderful? Can, I can say amen to that. Glory to God. You know, I heard a minister, I'll close right here. I heard a minister years ago said that he was telling of another minister who had, who had had a vision. Now, again, you got to judge anytime anybody has a vision or a dream or this, you judge it against the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then throw it out. But, but this seemed good to me. He said that, uh, he, he heard this man say that he, uh, that God had given him a vision of hell. And, uh, in hell, he, he saw, I'm giving you the brief version here because I'm well out of time, but he saw this man and uh, in hell. He had died and went to hell. And this man that he saw, had he knew that he had had attended church his whole life. And he died and he went to hell. Now think about this. And he saw him wandering through hell, through the regions of the damned. And he would go up to like, like rivers of of fire and there were people burning in those rivers. Now you judge it whether it's right or not. I can't prove that it is, but it seems good to me. And there would be people burning in those fires and he would reach down and grab people by the, by the, by the hair and he'd put, pick them up and look in their face and looking for somebody and and when it wasn't the person he was looking for he'd throw him back in the fire and he just was going throughout hell pull, pulling people up looking at pulling them up up up, up out of the fire looking he was look and when it wasn't who he was looking for put him down and 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 and, and as the vision went on he was looking for that preacher who he sat under all of his life in church that preacher who never told him about jesus or warned him about hell. And so that preacher never warned him about hell and told him about Jesus, you know, that you need to receive. You know, there's a lot of people go to churches every Sunday and they've never been born again. They've never been told they need to receive Jesus. It's no different than going to a social club. 
And he was looking for that preacher, trying to find that preacher. You know, hell's full of terrible inhabitants. And looking for that preacher that didn't warn him about Jesus. Well, I'm a preacher that didn't warn him about, that didn't tell him about Jesus and warn him about hell. He was looking for that preacher that didn't warn him. Let me get this straight. He was looking for that preacher that, that didn't tell him about Jesus and didn't warn him about hell and didn't tell him he needed to receive Jesus to miss hell. He was looking for that preacher. He was after that preacher to get him and do him harm because he didn't tell him about Jesus and warn him about hell and say, hey, you need to receive Jesus to miss hell and make heaven. Well, I'm not that kind of a preacher. I've warned my people that have come, they're not my people, but you know what I mean, people that come to the church. Hey, and I know most of the people that came to my church over the years are saved people. So, But you never know when there's going to be somebody there that doesn't know Jesus. So I made an altar call at just about every service over the years I do here on, on Facebook, YouTube, and the sermon player. So if you're out there and you don't, now if you're a Christian, you know Jesus, but you're practicing these sins, you need to repent. Hey, if you've got unforgiveness, you need to repent. Absolutely. For, repent. Repent. Rep- <laughs> Sobering, is it? Repent. Don't practice sin. Hey, what did Jesus say? If we don't forgive others, our Father will not forgive us. Sobering here today. All right. I was preaching to my mother one time and talking to her about the importance of believing on Jesus. And she said, yeah, but you also have to live according to it. And boy, boy, she, she, preached, she preached a whole book of James to me real quick right there in that one sentence. So many people want to believe on Jesus and live like the devil. No, you believe on Jesus and if you're believing on him, you're going to live right. So examine yourself. But if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, you've never repented of your sins and received him, you do that right now. Repent and go before him and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Call on his name. And the Bible says you'll be saved. You'll miss Hades. You'll miss Gehenna. You'll make heaven when you die. He'll make your life worth living. In the meantime, you'll be glad you did one day. And I'm glad that I told you the truth about hell. Next week, we'll pick up with another subject. Hey, listen to that message on what about political prophecies. I know I went long, but I tell you what, I don't care. If I had to do it over, I'd do it again because I wanted to warn you about hell. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.